0: Hello there friends, it's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And it is Mock Draft Monday. So we are going to try what I call the youth movement strategy. We are only going to take first and second year NFL players. Let's see what kind of team we can build. And is this a viable strategy for your fantasy team this year? Well, you definitely want to check it out. Here we go.
1: Listen up.
0: It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. Starring the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship. Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And it is time for Mock Draft Monday. And so we are going to try another strategy to see what kind of team we can build and see if this is a viable strategy for you when it comes to your fantasy drafts this season. Now last week I did one that went actually very well. I did what I called the contract year strategy where I took all contract year players. It's all players coming off their rookie contracts, not not some of the guys coming off their leader contracts like uh, Allen Robinson. No, it's all it's all guys that are in like their third or fourth year in the league. And uh, we built a very good team. It actually rated very well on the fantasy pros draft side that we drafted it on. That was great to see. And we're going to try one today. And I'm going to call this one the youth movement NFL draft um, strategy. And where we're only going to take first and second year players, we're going youth upside. You know, you look last year at some of the second year players like DK Metcalf and Calvin Ridley and how they just exploded in their second year. Well, that's what we're looking for here. We're looking for players that have that kind of upside. And uh, so let's just go ahead and do it. So. Uh, before we begin, I want to invite you, please go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. That is where my draft tool is located, called My Perfect Fantasy Draft. Uh, you can access it right here, and uh, if you haven't tried it before, you can access a free version of the app just by signing up, That's um, and and so you can access the standard points list, and you can see all the ratings on the players and and and, and uh Um, look at their uh, ranking and values and all that sort of stuff. Um, If you like it, you can unlock all the features of the app by paying $19.95 for a one-year subscription. Use it on as many leagues as you want. And let me tell you what, it's going to absolutely raise your game on draft day. This is a a very good tool that's going to help you find the best players at each and every round of your draft. Now uh, once you uh, click on My Perfect Fantasy Draft, it takes you in here, it's going to ask you three questions. This is just the quick start, so the first question is, how does your league score points? So we're going to do a half point PPR draft. Do you want to engage Jimmy's recommended player filters? We are not going to use that because we're going to use different filters to show us only the first and second year players. And then um, uh, do you want to enter draft mode, which we do. And what we're going to do is we're going to do a mock draft from the sixth position. And the reason is because there's only one player in the first round that um, is a first or second year player. It's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, There are a ton in the second round. Uh, So this is a good strategy if you're picking at around the fifth, sixth, seventh spot, or if you're picking right at the end of the first round, because there's lots of great options for the second round. So um, let's just go ahead. We're going to put in a 12-team league, picking sixth. So you just have to select that and we're gonna go enter draft mode. And so you can see the player list right here. Here is um, the position filters and then down below it what's popping in here is going to be the round filters. So we're gonna look at, it's gonna show us each round of the draft and it's, it's gonna be customized to us picking from the sixth draft position so when we're looking at the second round we're looking at all the players from our second pick to our third pick and so if you're in a in a different league in a different draft position it's going to show you a different group of players because um, it changes from from however um, your league uh, you know how your league is set up very very useful to help you narrow down what players you should be looking at uh, we also have some recommendations here. We're going to minimize that. We're not really going to follow the recommendations uh, just because it is, um, we're going with this strategy. We're going to see how it works. And so oftentimes um, the filters don't impact the recommendations, uh, just the player list down below. So, like when we're looking here, this is the first round. These are all the players between our first round pick and our second round pick. The little hands are called reaches. What the, that means is those guys are going to be long shots on the next round. And the gun means that they're a long shot for this round. So, you know, guys like Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, they are expected to be gone by the time it gets to our sixth pick. So uh, but let's go to the player filter. And what we're going to do is we're going to use this show me only filter. This is a new filter I added. And we're just going to show only the rookies and the sophomores, okay? So that's all we want to see. And, and so you can see here for the first round, it's showing us three players, but really only one of them is the first-round player, Jonathan Taylor, a, uh, expected draft position sixth. These other guys are second-round players. Um, but it, because of our draft position, by the time we get to our second pick, um, Antonio Gibson will probably be gone. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, excuse me, Antonio Gibson will be a long shot for the next round because of our our, our second pick is going to be probably around pick 18 and he is going to pick 19. So it's very close um, that he may or may not be available. Cam Akers is a guy who is not expected to be available by the time he gets to our second round pick because he's going to pick number 14. So, uh, but you can see here, Jonathan Taylor rates very well, 46 Vork points. That's my, that's, I, I analyze all the players based on their value, Outlook, reliability, and consistency. Um, they get points. It's these four columns right here, by the way value, outlook, reliability, and consistency. They get points based on how they score on each of these um, categories. And then those points are added up, gives you a Vork score. Any Vork score over 40 points is a good player to draft. I like players that score at least 40. Between 30 and 39 is very marginal. I try to avoid any guys ranked lower than that. You can see that both Antonio Gibson and K- K-makers do not rate well for a first-round pick. So they don't score real well here. So, uh, And it's mostly because of the value. Their value isn't very good um, relative to where we we're picking at pick number six. So they will look better in the second round. But... Um, now, this is on the uh, on the Mock Draft Simulator on Fantasy Pros is what we're going to run this thing. I've already started it for the first round, so it already shows Jonathan Taylor is available. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at the second round. We're going to go one round ahead. We're going to see what players we can look at, and then we're going to put those players on the queue and see who makes it to our next pick. So you can see here, look at this. See how Antonio Gibson is a long shot to make it to us in the second round. Long shot means 50-50 or less chance, but it does happen. Uh, but even so, he doesn't score real wealth as a second round pick he's still under the 40 work points uh, but you can see here Clyde Edwards Hilaire one of my favorites love Clyde Edwards Hilaire is my top ranked player Najee Harris right behind him they're both very very good as second round picks um, JK Dobbins is a okay player marginal again less than 40 but in the 30 so he's a he's okay value isn't great at this point so I don't like that Um, Antonio Gibson also. And then Justin Jefferson does not rate well on the Vork score. Um, Again, part of it is he's a little bit uh, overvalued, but also just the regression risk. And that's what I'm most concerned about with Justin Jefferson and why really I wouldn't be interested in taking him here. But let's go ahead and we're going to put all these guys on the queue so we can see who makes it to our next round pick. So we're going to go, uh, you can see, oh, I already started him. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Jefferson. So let's go ahead. We're going to take Jonathan Taylor with our first pick. And then we will see who makes it uh, out of this group. And it looks like everybody made it. Okay, so uh, that was, that's really nice. Uh, so again, my top choice is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I just love him for the second round. I think he's going he's gonna to show so much upside. Everyone was so disappointed at how he did last year. He's just being undervalued. And I, and I think we can com, kind of compare this uh, in a way to Melvin Gordon's second year. I don't know if you remember, but in Melvin Gordon's rookie season, the dude got like 250 touches and zero touchdowns it was totally unprecedented so we had this massive discount on the de- on the draft board in year two and I remember I took him in a bunch of leagues and what does that guy go out and do first game he scores two touchdowns first game of his second season so um, that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen with the improvements to the offensive line in Kansas City I think his effectiveness is just gonna go through the roof obviously, he's not going to get as much volume as someone like Melvin Gordon did on that team, you know, what was that, five five or six years ago? But, again, awesome player, love him. I took him last week, too. But, anyway, let's go ahead and we'll take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, let's look to the third round on the app. And why are we doing it this way? I'm, I'm doing it this way uh, because... I want to, uh, because the draft simulator, usually when you're in a live draft, you have time between the picks to kind of look at who else is available, set them up on your queue, talk yourself into who you're going to take and everything. But in this, it just it just goes bam, 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 after you make your selection and it's your next pick already. So we're going to do this a round in advance and we're going to see who's available. And so we're looking at the third round, who's available. Well, we got C D Lamb who is a reach, which means he is a guy that uh, will will probably be available in the fourth round if we don't take him here. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, again, one of my favorite players to take right now. I love the upside of Lamb. We also could take DeAndre Swift. So we could do robust running back here, um, which is certainly a very viable strategy. Um, And uh, although I am not thrilled with DeAndre Swift, he actually offer he rates pretty well for the third round. He's he'd be our flex play. You know, I'm not thrilled at all with what Detroit's going to do. I think they're going to be bottom three this year, but you've got volume. You've got uh participation in the passing game. That's all pretty good. You know, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with taking him as my third running back. Uh, but, of course, I love C.D. Lamb, too. If I wanted to go with that, I think C.D. Lamb's going to be a wide receiver one this year. Again, he's this year's Calvin Ridley. So so. Um, but let's go ahead and cue both those guys up. So C.D. Lamb and DeAndre Swift. So there's Swift. And let's get Lamb on the queue. And we'll go ahead and take C.E.H. Boom. Love C.E.H. Okay, now look at that. Swift left. Swift is gone. Cd Lamb did make it to us. I think, you know, we should take him. Uh, but let's look to the fourth round to see what players we're going to be choosing from in the fourth round. And so, okay, so you can see Cd Lamb is actually a long shot for the fourth round. So if we want him, we really should take him here. Uh, and then, look, we have Travis Etienne, um, who does not rate well. He's a very poor value. I think that's, that's the biggest knock against him right now. Um, he's not rating, rating good on the outlook either. Not a great choice. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll put him on the queue. Uh, let's see here. So let's go to Etienne. Again, uh, not not thrilled with him. Again, he's a reach also, so he's a guy that will probably make it to the next round. Uh, let's just look at the fifth round as to who we would be looking at. Okay, so the fifth round has a ton of options. Oh, and look, there's somebody that we need to take. Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Atlanta. I was looking at what tight ends qualify here and it's either Pitts or you got to go all the way down to cole Komet. um i think there's one other guy so and they're not good so really we got to take Pitts in the fifth round and, and and i could gamble and see if he would make it to the sixth round but i don't think it's going to happen but here's what we could do we could take someone like jamar chase you know, in, in the, uh, you know, in the fourth round and, and grab him as our wide receiver too. I think that's a, it's a solid choice. It's not the best option. It's a little bit overvalued, um, but I like the prospects for Chase this year. I think he's a really good option, um, but let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cue all these guys up. So we got Chase, Ayuk, Higgins. Okay. So we'll get all those three receivers. Where are you? Receivers? Okay, so Jamar Chase, Higgins. Oh, look, they're all right together. Okay, Um, and then we got Pitts. So let's go ahead and put Pitts on there. Where's the tight ends? Oh, I think it's up. Tight ends. Pitts is right there. So you can see George Kittle is still available. So this is the other thing, man. You know, by doing these kind of strategies, you're kind of locking yourself out of choosing what are most people would consider better players right and so that's why we're running the strategy to see if it is a viable strategy um so uh and then who else do we have etienne and then james robinson so let's let's go and put robinson on there too all right where are you robinson there we go so let's go ahead take take cd lamb again one of my favorite receivers for the upcoming year um and you can see that basically everybody we wanted made it to our next pick. Um, now we are at the fourth. So we were talking about. I mean, when you look at Jamar Chase versus Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase has better value, although it's not great. Look at the ratings on these. Oh, that's fifth round ratings. You know, in the fourth round, when you're looking against uh, against what would be the fourth round pick, if we uh, um, uh, let's see. What we do. Is Chase on the list down here? No, he's not. Okay, so uh, again, not great Vork scores, and that's that's a problem. You know, that's a problem with this strategy right now is we, we've got kind of a drought uh, of, of players, but I think uh, let's just go, and like I said, we're going to go for the upside. Um, we're going to take Jamar Chase, like we said, and then we'll take Pitts as our fifth-round pick um, and go with that. So let's go ahead and draft. Okay. And uh, let's look at the sixth round here and see what happens. Now, sixth round looks, uh, well, okay, Jamar Chase is still on here as a long shot. Uh, okay, so we could take our quarterback. We could take Justin Herbert, uh, or there's Javante Williams. So that's, those are two. And these other guys, as you can see, we got a bunch of long shots to make it to us in the sixth round. But Herbert and Williams, we'll put those guys both up here. So um, Herbert. And Javante Williams is right there. Okay, it looks like they took James Robinson a little early. Um, Travis Etienne still on the board, right? So um, Etienne actually should have already been gone as a as a fifth round pick. How does he rate? Um, not great. He's still not great. He's not a great not a great value. That's the problem with the players outside of the, the running backs outside of the top three rounds. Is you get this. So we talked about fifth round. We're going to take because we can't miss on Pitts. he's the only tight end that qualifies so so let's go ahead we'll take Pitts with our fifth round pick and you can see oh a lot of guys went away but herbert is still there javante williams is still there so again um all the long shots did not make it when we look at the when we look at the looked at the uh, sixth round all the long shots were taken so uh, we could take herbert here. Um, Herbert, I have tagged as a regression player, so I don't know if he's really a great option. Um, I think he's probably gonna, he might fall back a little bit. That's the risk. That's the risk is that expectations are so high but you got to realize man uh, changing coaches change an offensive plan you know they, they have put in some nice um, nice weapons for him um, you know so I think he's gonna do good but is he gonna be worth the pick that's what we're looking at and when I when I have someone tag this regression it usually means that they're not gonna be worth the pick they're going to um, they're they're going to regress from what they did last year which was an outstanding year so um, so let's go ahead. Let's let's go to the seventh round. Let's look at our seventh round options. And oh, look at this. We got some good options here. Look at this. We can take Chase Claypool. Uh, there's Herbert, Jerry Judy, Michael Carter, Trey Sermon, Zach Moss. Uh, is one the one that doesn't thrill me here. Um, but we do have some really good options for next round. So let's get those guys queued up. So Claypool and Judy, as far as wide receivers go. Uh, let's see here. There's Judy. And Claypool. Okay. And then it was um Carter and Sermon. Love both those guys. I, I I'm big on both of them. So uh let's see here. We've got uh Carter and we got Sermon right there. So um so I think because of where we're at right now, and there's you know, I mean we could take Javante Williams as our third running back um he is not a great choice though i mean when when we look at what is what is his projected value we're we're at pick 67 his, his projected value is 120th overall um you know and, and so he only scores 10 Vork points. It's not great. It's mostly because he's he's so overvalued relative to his draft position right now. And he's a guy that could possibly make it to the next round. Next round, he'll be better because he won't be quite as um, overvalued, although I don't think it's going to matter given that his value is at 120th overall. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's take Herbert. We're, we're going to take our quarterback now. So so we're, we're basically loading up all of, our, all of our main pieces here. So uh, awesome. So let's just take Herbert. I'm comfortable with taking Herbert. Even if uh, you know he is a regression risk, I think he's gonna. It's gonna be a good offense. They're a good offense, so uh, you can see here. Look, Javante Williams did make it to the next round, but we could take another wide receiver here. We could take Judy. Uh, we could take Michael Carter or Trey Sermon. We got some. We, we got actually we need to make a decision here. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be kind of a, a tough call for the seventh round. Let's look at the eighth round players and who do we got? Okay, we got another good option, Devonta Smith. That that actually um, nice value. Uh, jalen hurts there's another quarterback another quarterback that fits our requirements we've already got our qb we don't need another one so let's just go ahead and we'll put uh, devonta smith on the list and where are you there you are and so right now we're sitting we got two running backs and two wide receivers so we really need to take another one and i like the idea of taking michael carter as our flex That's a great option. And again, we've got really good wide receivers still on the board. And we could go, you know, Jerry Judy maybe makes it to the next round. Devonta Smith probably, most likely will. So let's go ahead. Let's take Carter and see what happens. So Carter is going to be our third running back. And look at this. Oh, look. Trey Sermon and Devonta Smith both made it to the next round. That's excellent. Um, So now we're in the eighth. Let's look at the ninth round players. What ninth-round players do we have? Oh, some nice choices. Look, Oh, LaVisca Chenault. Love LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I love going for him in the next round. Um, and then we've got A.J. Dillon and Joe Burrow. Those guys do not score very well. Uh, Burrow is, still has the, the uh, injured tag. So once he gets that injured tag re- removed, he's going to be rated much better than he is right now. But um, let's go ahead. And we don't need another quarterback. We're already done there. So let's put Dillon and Chenault on the queue. Uh, oh boy, I love the idea of going with Chenault as our third wide receiver. Um, I really kind of love that a whole lot. And um, um, oh, I'm sorry, who was the other guy? Dylan. Oh yeah, AJ Dylan right there, and LaVisca right there. Okay, so given that we can get someone like LaVisca on the next round, I'm totally fine with passing on Devonta Smith. Let's go with the upside of Sermon, of Trey Sermon. Again, plays behind a low-reliability player. He plays behind uh, Mostert, who can't stay healthy, and is old. Mostert is old. Remember that. So um, let's go ahead. Let's take Sermon um, for the upside, and we'll see who makes it to the next round. Did it take it? Oh, did they all go? Oh, they all got. Oh, no. Someone took Chenault. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. So we got to like look to the next round to see who's available. And again, not great. Oh, boy. Look at this. And it's just Trevor Lawrence. Um, oh, shoot. Okay. So this is a problem. This is a problem. I did not expect that LaVisca would be taken that early. Um, and so as you can see, we're kind of out of youth options right now until you know uh you know we could go michael Pittman in the 11th round you know so so there's a bit of a drought right here this is a problem with this strategy so i'll tell you what let's just look at best available on the board let's see what we can get so uh, we really do need to get another wide receiver and uh so if we uh look at at who is it recommending? Uh, Daryl Hen. Okay, let's, um, let's go ahead. I'm going to remove the filter so we can see everybody. And let's look at wide receivers because we do need a wide receiver. Uh, oh, oh, Well, Curtis Samuel, he rates pretty good. Even though I got him tagged as a regression player, he's a pretty good value here. Let's see. Is Samuel still available? Is Are you still on the board? It doesn't look like he's on the board either. No, he's gone too. shoot. They took all the all the wide receivers early here Landry is Landry still there Landry's gone too. My goodness. Okay, so uh, we are kind of uh, looks like we kind of got Sniped on all of our wide receiver options now for the 10th round you can see Hollywood Brown ranks very well. He's good value here. We could also go for an upside player like Mike Williams um you know, I kind of like the idea of going with Mike Williams. He should still be there. Yes, he is. All right. So we're going to go. We're going to take Mike Williams. Um, But again, for the 10th, uh, for the 10th round, when you engage the filters, there's not a lot of good options here. Uh, so, you know, let's go to all. And even for the 11th round, mm, just not great. So, uh, okay, well, let's go ahead and we'll take Mike Williams. And uh, I believe Mike Williams is a contract year player, so I like that. <laughs> um, okay, and we are now to the, uh, to the 10th round. Let's look at the 10th and 11th round players. Again, real drought. Boy, okay, so look at this. Uh, this, this total ninth through 12th round, just a complete drought of the kind of players we're looking for. So I think we just got to go back to regular strategy and look at best available and go with that. So I'm going to remove the filter here. And uh, for the 10th round, um, I think we we do need one more wide receiver. Uh, any good options here? Uh, well, is Hollywood still on the board? Let's see. Is he still there? No, Pittman is. Let's see who's over here on the uh, running backs. Who do we got? Oh, Daryl Henderson still on the board. Daryl Henderson um, is a player that ranks very well, and he should have already been gone. So for the 10th round, if we go... Um, Henderson. All players. And you can restore... See. You can restore restore a player that should have been taken in an earlier round, and it will put him into the list and adjust his fork score for that round. So you can see how he rates, and you can see uh, Henderson, he rates pretty good. He's a a marginal player, but I love the upside, and I love the breakout potential here. So let's go ahead. We'll take Daryl Henderson. Let's go ahead and draft him, and then we're going to go to the 11th round. And uh, we can, let's see here. So it's recommending Cole Beasley, Matt Ryan, Rob Gronkowski. Again, we've got our quarterback. we got our tight end. We do not need another one. Um, let's see who makes it to us. Pittman's gone. <laughs> so um, let's look at the wide receivers. And um, hmm, not, not great options. Let's see here. Who do we got? So. Gallup, is Gallup still on the board? He's probably gone already. Yeah, he's gone. Of course, of course he is. So um, we could look at the 12th round wide receivers. Waddle is interesting. He offers top 100 value. And one of the nice things about Waddle is, is the first game of the season. Um, uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, Will Fuller is suspended. So we'll we'll be able to see if he does anything. Um, and where is he? Oh, I bet you he's gone too <laughs> because everybody's gone. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. Uh, let's see. Yeah, of course. Jeez, man. This draft is being rough on me here. All right. So, um, you know. T. Y. Hilton, not a great option, but I do need a fourth. Oof. I've only got three wide receivers. Let's go ahead. I'll take Hilton. I know he's he's busted. I don't really like him, but uh, geez, man, this is just this is a rough draft. So uh, let's go into the thirteenth round. Um, let's since let's see if uh, anything is showing up for the uh, first and second year players. Any any options? Rugs is an interesting choice, top 100 value. Mooney, Rager. Let's see here, and we've got three more spots, so we got to take our. We'll have to take our defense. Okay, so there's Rugs. Rugs is still available again, top 100 value. So let's go ahead and take him. And let's see here, 14th round. Any players? Rashad Bateman. Two. We don't need him. Um, I think I'm just gonna take. I, I think I'm gonna like take a backup running back here, like uh, like a handcuff. To let, let's see if let's see who's available. Um, Daryl Williams, right there. Let's go ahead and take Daryl Williams. And then for our last pick, we're going to go and take a defense. I'm interested to see what this looks like, but like I said, not. Doesn't seem to be a really good strategy. You kind of run out of players right in the middle of the draft. That's not a good, not, not a good thing to see in these sort of drafts. But um, I said it before. I'll say it again. Denver Broncos defense. Love them for this year. Love the first three games of the season. Just outstanding matchups. Let's see what it gives us. Boa. Oh thumbs down (laughs) they do not like this team and you know what i gotta tell you i tried a mock draft uh earlier using the strategy and it gave me an f so i think we can just check this one off youth movement draft strategy not a good strategy (laughs) so uh reviewing this team here's what we got we got justin herbert as our quarterback we got uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as our running backs. I kind of like that. I mean, they're, that's good. Um, wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb and Jamar Chase. That's a, I mean, again, I can see why it's a risky combo, right? I, I mean, I, I do really, really like CeeDee Lamb, and I think Jamar Chase has uh, outstanding upside. Kyle Pitts, obviously very risky as a first-year tight end. Um, you know, Michael Carter, I like Michael Carter. I like Trey Sermon. Um, you know, and then we had to go off strategy because there wasn't any players. So we took Mike Williams, Darrell Henderson, TY Hilton. Then we came back, got Henry Ruggs, um, who actually is a nice option. Darrell Williams, great handcuff to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And then we uh, fi- uh, finished it off with the Broncos. But, um, yeah, um, I don't think this is a, wi- I don't think this is a winner. <laughs> I don't, I don't think this draft is a winner. So that's my recommendation. Do not Go for the youth movement strategy in your fantasy draft this season. So, um, but that's why we do these things. We want to see what kind of team we can build and is it worth the pick? So, uh, anyway, hey, thank you very much for watching. I hope you liked it. Uh, you know, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment down below. What do you think of this draft? It, it, it's not that great. It's not great. I'm not happy with it. So. Um but what would you have done differently or you know could could we have waited on taking one of those later quarterbacks you know uh, taken um uh, you know Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence instead of taking Justin Herbert when we did and maybe we'd get another you know good wide receiver or running back in that spot that would certainly strengthen the team up a bit I'm I'm pretty sure um but anyway there you go so thank you very much for watching uh I hope you liked it I'm going to be like I said I'm doing podcasts 3 times a week and so um stay tuned for that and have yourself a great fantasy day everybody we'll talk to you soon